With one hand, we reach back to the tried and tested principles which have dethroned principalities and powers. And with the other, we reach forward to the purpose, the power of God for a new generation. Praise God. I, I want to share with you just a, a very, very vital, say vital, introduction. Uh, we will continue to examine the word that God gave me in the book, Idolatry in America. We, we will continue that in weeks to come but i felt like i must even after last sunday morning i, I must go back and and launch you uh, from the proper launching pad is that all right so uh, it just just quickly this morning first john five twenty one. not a lot of words but powerful words Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Let me insert parenthetically, the responsibility falls upon us. If you are a child of the king, shout amen. I mean, so the people in front of you that haven't figured it out yet know. If you're a child of the king, shout amen. If you stand for kingdom rights, shout amen. Kingdom justice, kingdom righteousness, kingdom holiness, kingdom strength, kingdom agreement, kingdom might, kingdom power. If you came to overthrow the forces of darkness, shout now like a choir. Some of you ain't never been in the choir. We'll teach them, Elder Lowe. We will teach them. Amen. Little children, the responsibility, the divine directive is to us. You, shout me, shout I, am responsible for me. As for me and my house, we, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord and him only will we serve. Keep that little word, keep. 
set armed guards in front of you. In the old covenant, they said, keep these words as frontlets. I have lids as frontlets, as in our Amish friends, horses, blinders. Keep yourselves, spirit, soul, mind, will, emotions, Set armed guards around your body. You young ladies, many of you, 40% of you, are being raised in a home without a daddy. Your mama needs to be an armed guard. You need to be an armed guard regarding your thought life. Thought, imagination, stronghold, bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. If you couldn't watch it with Jesus eating popcorn beside you. Oh, you want me to go back? I heard you. That's the law. Don't condemn me. There's no condemnation here. We walk in Christ Jesus after the spirit, not after the flesh. So there's no condemnation, but there is conviction, thank God. No, I need everybody to roar like you're going to roar during the Super Bowl. I need everybody, 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 everybody. Say, I'm going to guard my mind. I'm going to guard my thoughts. I'm going to guard my actions. I'm going to guard my attitude. I'm going to guard my mouth. I'm going to guard my body. I'm going to guard my eyes. I'm going to guard my ears. Because I am responsible to keep myself from idols. If you hadn't filled your psyche with it, your emotions wouldn't crave it. To permit is to participate. I got a whole line of these. Keep yourself from overspending because your things are idols. Your television set, screen, can vary insidiously, pervasively be an idol. 
I couldn't get in the Word this week. Check your screen time. Everybody, right now, there's a little click on it. You can click right on it and shock yourself. Hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. I simply want us to stop pointing the finger out there. I want to hear not can you believe what's going on? I want that to be drowned out by can you believe what we have put in place? Can you believe what we support? Can you believe what we don't stand up about? Can you believe the pablum that pervades pulpits across America today? Nothing but emotional babble. Let us hear someone cry out, give us truth or let us die. Time for everything under the sun but him. And don't think this is your service to him. If it is, then this is idolatry. We worship our worship. We're blessed by our blessing. You ready? See, I told you I had to, I had to give you a vital introduction so that you understand. This is not about them and that. It's about this and us. And we're going to turn this thing right side up. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. Exact opposite. It's hard to believe that 20 years ago, 2004, I stood in the same pulpit that I have now been in for 47 years. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. I released a prophetically inspired mandate that I proclaimed to America and a sleeping church that unless we changed course, twenty years ago, in a few short years, said I, we would find ourselves rudderless, without direction, everyone running to and fro, everyone doing their own thing. Whatever seems right in their own eyes, 
When you construct a God that is conducive and in line with everything you want, you're an idolater. If the book says, do thus and so, and you say, yeah, not for me. Idolatry. We would find ourselves, 20 years ago, rudderless, without direction, godless, Blink your eyes and think about 20 years ago. The things that I was walking the halls of the United States Congress every week, setting up offices in Washington, D.C., in and out of president's offices, crying out for righteousness. And blink your eyes. The things I was fighting for then are bygone bumps on the trail of history of failure by the church. Failure by the church's leadership. Not this church. I'm talking about the church. Now hear me, because I'm not mad. I'm just pointing this out. I'm reduced to tears. I haven't stopped for 20 years. I appreciate that. You can get anything you want from any of the foyers absolutely free. That lady right there. Have we found ourselves godless? I was laughed to scorn for saying that 20 years ago. You know, one of the most common statements among modern preachers is, America is not and has never been and will never be a Christian nation. Thank you for your prophecy. Destroy our foundations. If the foundations be destroyed, says God's word, what shall the righteous do? Godless. Without a seismic return to the values that we have discarded from the past, we will be valueless and hopeless. I continued those concepts 12 years later, pre-cancer, post-cancer, the first thing that I did when I got back was to redo what I'd already done, to update it, to amplify it. The same warnings in 2016 in the sequel, still silent no more. Why? Because our times demanded, our history compels it, our future requires it, and God is still watching. So, 
I have decided to warn again. Third time. Silent no more. Still silent no more. And idolatry in America. And arise again today in the hope and unwavering faith that someone will simply listen. Few today recognize the names Cyril Evans and Jack Phillips. Cyril Evans and Jack Phillips. Cyril Evans and Jack Phillips. If you do not know them, join everybody else in the room and watching online and raise your hand. Yes. I can just tell what you've read. Two men who played an interconnected role in one of the most tragic events of the entire 20th century. Evans, only 20 years of age, back then young people actually worked. On that fateful Sunday night, April 14, 1912, carried out his telegraph operations duty on the SS Californian. At 10.20 p.m., the ship's captain ordered a full stop amid, hear me, dead calm seas. Why would you stop in the middle of dead calm seas? When they cry, peace, peace, sudden danger. The ship had just entered a massive ice field littered with gigantic icebergs. So the captain decided to pause until morning and then resume their journey. A moment later, the ship's captain entered the tiny wireless operator's room directed Evans to warn every nearby ship in the vicinity of the extreme danger. Evans did as his captain ordered, good man, alerting all of the ships that could hear his radio signal of the grave danger. Five to ten miles off the starboard bow, bow of the SS Californian was another ship, gleaming and glittering. Lights could be seen. It was Her Majesty's Titanic. Inside Titanic's, hear me. And mark my words, inside Titanic's tiny radio operator room was the other character in my story, Jack Phillips. He was frantically working, some folks would say like a three-armed paper hanger. He was going at it, 
He had a backlog of messages that needed to be transmitted by Morse code to New York because Titanic carried, hear me, many of the world's most famous entertainers, most glamorous stage actors and actresses, the wealthiest and the most powerful that the world had to offer were on Titanic. Everybody that was anybody wanted to be a passenger on that mighty ship's maiden voyage. And there they were. Well, they had business to conduct. They had interviews to do. They had social media posts to get up. And so the response from Phillips was simply back to the Californian, shut up, shut up, shut up, I'm busy. Shut up! Raise your hatred. Church, sing louder. Shut up! 40% of the homes in America being led by single mothers. Somebody shout! Shut up! about children, Parsley. I'm tired of hearing it. If you go over those stats one more time, I'm going to lose it. Lose it. Please. Lose yourself. Lose your selfishness. Lose your pride. Lose it. Stop going to church and become the church outside the walls of the church. Finding his warnings rejected, feeling harshly rebuked by the great Titanic, Cyril Evans was faced with a momentous decision. He could persist and enrage Titanic's operator further or do what the church has done for the past 20 years, shrug his shoulders, throw up his hands, and sheepishly comply. I am so tired of them telling us what to do. Make a law, force them. Make another law. Bind them. Make another law. Make them comply. This 
is not Russia. You had a choice, preachers. Keep dancing. Keep entertaining. Keep going with the show louder, louder. Keep babysitting so-called faux Christians who have been in the church 40 years and are still babies. Wearing their attitudes on their sleeve till everybody in the place knows it. I have never seen anybody fight over the back row. I have yet to dismiss a service since the 90s and had people refuse to leave till they got more. Way back there, so a visitor is clapping. We can comply, we can fall silent. As the radio operator on the SS Californian did. We can bow our knee to the current culture and close our mouth and hide in our sanctuaries and keep as much about our salvation a secret as is humanly possible. That's what he did. So Titanic turned onward into absolute peril. I suspect the choice that he made that day is well known to everybody here. An hour and 15 minutes later, Titanic struck a massive iceberg. Two hours later and 40 minutes after what was touted by the media and the entertainers and the wealthy and the professors and the ruling class who were on board Titanic were now slipping helplessly, hopelessly, irreversibly into the black ocean, frigid, icy depths. So just keep following them. Everybody that wants to get off the Titanic, the behemoth, overriding, overdriving, cultural bullies, 
well, I can't do that. They'll cancel me. They canceled Jesus. They put him in a tomb. Oh, but I couldn't, I couldn't suffer that. I'm just not built for that. I mean, I just have the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead living on the inside of me. I am told, fear not, for I, God, am with thee. Be not dismayed. I am thy God. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the cancel culture. Stop apologizing when you've done nothing but make sense. Be seated. Over 1,200, 1,500 people perished. We're supposed to care for the dying. Rescue the perishing. Warn the wavering. I'm going to share with you later. Four. Behemoth. Four behemoth. Music stars. Today. Who all began gathering their audiences, guess where? Children. Start noticing. Children. Until they got several million followers, 20,000 people showing up at a concert at $600 for the cheapest ticket. I ain't heard nobody complaining. Take a $600 offering and see how many letters you get. Who now are performing as avowed Satanists. So what do you think all those children are following whose parents send them to bed with an iPad? I mean, Christians ought to know. They buy as many of their records and CDs and DVDs and downloads as anybody else. And idolatry fills their lives. And they wonder why their teenagers don't want to serve God. We wonder why we don't have a deep desire for spiritual things. Because we're full of the husks of idolatry. We don't have any room in there for Jesus until we take something out. So I challenge you, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Start examining. Start examining your own life. And in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Keep yourselves from idols. 
Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.